No, Destiny. You have to say what he wants you to say. You have a platform. You have to use it in the way that the social justice warriors want you to use it. Because if you don't, you, my guy, are perpetuating racism. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh, Lord. You can't, you can't make this up. <laughs> One in a million, a million, the one villain. Too hot to be in the kitchen. I'll end up melting the ceiling. I want to give a huge thanks to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this video. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash Javier, and you can get three extra months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Javier. Expressvpn.com slash Javier to learn more. Let's get this video started. Destiny versus Fnatic about reparations. Bro, what up? Oh, there we go. What's good, bro? What's good, my dude? What's up? Yeah. <laughs> so the things do change when they're off stream. I mean, they do, they do for me too. All right, look, bro. That panel yesterday was wild as hell, right? Like the things that you were saying in that panel, um, they, they blow my mind. So... Um, in previous conversations we've had, uh, first off, I've always told you I, I respect you a lot. I think you're a great uh, like debater and things like that. And I guess at one point I finally came to the realization that you weren't an ally. And you said it. Like, yeah, I don't really consider myself. Hell yeah, I'm know. not an ally. Right. Fucking hundred percent. True. Yeah, it carries too much stuff with it, right? Yeah. Um, and I hate black people. But. I, okay, I don't know about all that. Now, I could see <laughs> the not wanting to be an ally, but some of the antagonism is what really kills me. Now, I'm working on being less antagonistic, okay? No, 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 no. You can work on being less antagonistic, but okay. you're still perpetuating some of these things that Dr. Martin Luther King complained about that's perpetuating racism. Let me explain. So one of the things that you said first. All right. Now, he starts off and says that you're perpetuating racism, right? And this is one of those words that people use to say in, in, in a way that you're not being blatantly racist. You're not, you're like, you're not saying racist things. You're not calling people racist slurs or anything. But what you're doing is you're effectively covering for racist or you are creating rhetoric that can be used to justify racism or allow other people to justify racism. In a way, that's kind of like, you know, the bare minimum of what perpetuating racism means. And a lot of black guys and women will say this and not only black people, but white people will say this as well, because it speaks to, it's not enough to be racist. There are racists and then there are people who enable racists. And it's not enough just to attack racists. You have to attack people who may be involved with certain rhetoric that may allow racists to continue to exist or justify their racism. First off, like when we were having the reparations conversation, is you specifically said that reparations should only be for things that you were, you were promised right? Like for things that the government owes you, yeah, that's what we should give reparations for. Uh -huh. Okay. You're aware that we've already given reparations. Well, it seemed like when you asked about whether reparations were given to Native Americans, there was no pushback on that panel because it was all soft-boiled egg niggas. But like reparations have been given out to Native Americans, right? We're okay. aware of this. Yeah. Like, I'm sure some for, reservations are treated for something. hundreds of years. And it's not just in reservations. It's like literally direct aid, direct cash payments, literally free education, um, so on and so forth, right? So 
and land. So they've done all of those things. I can give you a list of just like all the various reparations that the United States has done, like for Native Americans. They've done reparations for Mexican Americans, um, uh, specifically uh, uh, New Mexico residents who were like exposed to some sort of nuclear nonsense, whatever. And they end up. All right. So oftentimes you'll hear people make the argument that, well, if you gave reparations to the Native Americans and you gave reparations to Jews and you gave reparations to all of these different people, the Japanese and things of that sort. It's two mindsets that people take on this one. The first one is, if you gave reparations to these people, you should also give reparations to black people. The people who counter that argument will usually say, well, we gave reparations to the direct victims of those atrocities or those acts committed directly to those people that we can trace and easily manage. Now, the argument could be made that there are benefactors of people who didn't directly benefit or who weren't directly victimized by the said act that benefit or somehow are recipients of this reparations. And a lot of people will make that argument as well. So what we end up with is two people saying two different things. One person saying, I should get reparations because my ancestors went through something. And though I wasn't directly affected by it, I were by proxy, because I'm a descendant of my ancestor, that I am somehow affected by it. But we can't necessarily, which the other person will respond, we can't necessarily determine how much of an impact that you have personally based on what your ancestors went through, how much of it is a factor, who is directly affected by it or direct descendants of it, and how much you're affected by it. Therefore, it would be an impossible task to actually give reparations to somebody on those requirements. Now, it's a very complicated situation because on one hand, I am not for reparations. I do not think that reparations is something that we should be considering for the black community. And I have my reasons and I'll explain that a little more as we go along. But I understand the sentiment on why black people feel cheated to say, why did all of these other groups get reparations yet black people didn't get reparations? One could take a, another step further and say, well, black people did get reparations in other forms. Like one could argue that Affirmative action is a form of reparations. Now, that's something else that we will have to argue. Paying them out. Yeah, like, what's the point? The point is reparations aren't necessarily based on things that people were owed. And then when you asked about the Japanese oh, yeah. internment camps, because you remember yeah. they gave reparations for the Japanese internment camps and your argument was, well, I mean, as long as they do it like kind of soon, they didn't do it soon. That was like 48 years later. So reparations have ha existed in this country, and it seems like literally everybody else is able to get reparations. But we're, whenever it comes to black folks, all of a sudden white people start getting really scared about it. Like, I don't know, man. Reparations is it's too complicated. I don't like. How do we really justify? How do we how do we determine? And I think okay, the cool. scope and scale would make it complicated, right? Like, how I, the fuck would you even begin to do reparations? <laughs> Like I was saying earlier, it's like the scope. The, how many people are descended? Would you do a DNA test for how many people are actually descendants of slaves? What about the black people who actually own slaves? Do we take reparations from them? Who is directly benefiting or who is directly paying those reparations? Because how many white people who are descendants of white people who didn't own slaves? What about the white people who helped free slaves and fought during the Civil War to end slavery? There are so many different questions and so much time has passed. The, the amount of legwork it would take to actually implement this effectively, one could argue, would cause more problems than it actually solves. Mm. It depends on what the reparations is for. If you're going to do reparations... Slavery. Sorry, you said I have a few questions. Let me see. 
Anyone know how much money would solve the problem? Is there an asking amount? You know, there are different groups out there or different people who have come up with different numbers and figures about how much money that each black person or each household or something like that should get. As we know with many different things, you can give people something, but who's to say that 10 years down the line that the, the other people won't decide that that wasn't enough? Who gets to decide what is enough and when do we say it's done? There's no guarantee that giving reparations to everybody would make everybody happy. There are other things that we should be focused on to actually help people living in poverty and not just black people. But if you want to focus specifically on black people, there are a number of different things that we should be looking at and trying to approach in order to help black people overall, instead of focusing on reparations, at least in my opinion. And would it be due to foundations, black people or immigrants after the fact? Exactly. That's, that's a good question, right? Or what, what happens if you are a mixed race? What if you so happen to be the descendant of a slave and a slave owner? Like, how does that work? I'd be real curious. And what counts as black as well? There are people who don't look black who are black. And there are people who are black who aren't descendants of slaves. Right. So, well, so that, remember that thing? Exactly. Yeah. Hell no. Nah. That's exactly the problem whenever you start discussing reparations. 90% uh -huh. of the time, people want to jump to something, the most nebulous form of, of, of discrimination in this country, right? And then say, uh, I mean, of traceable uh, discrimination. And then you want to say, well, how do we do reparations for that thing? That's not the point. Let's do reparations for things like redlining, which the people living, such as my parents, today can say that they are direct, um, they are direct benefactors of this discrimination, right? Why don't we do reparations for things like redlining? Why don't we do reparations for things like the GI Bill? Why don't we do reparations for things like yeah, reverse sure. redlining, That's right? Cool. Yeah, so sure. those are the things that we talk about. But okay. it's yeah. what's crazy. That is not what those are not the things that people talk about when they talk about reparations. I feel like this guy is being a little dishonest. I honestly think that most people, when they talk about reparations, are talking about all of it. People are talking about slavery. People are talking about from then forward. They're not just talking about the GI Bill. They're not just talking about redlining. They're talking about slavery as well. Because the one thing black people love to say, and I'm not saying all black people, but it's a very common occurrence that you hear black people say, we built this country. And I quickly try to remind black people, like, you had a major hand in America's prosperity and America getting where it was. But you also got to keep in mind that you cannot discount all of the other people who benefited America tremendously, all of the massive immigrants who came over here to start a new life and offered so much as well. America is not just one person did something. America is a collaboration of different factors that made America what it is. And I honestly don't think that America would even be exactly where it is today if it was not for World War One and World War Two, which allowed America to actually get a major advantage in the world, which had nothing to do with slavery. Is white liberals like yourself are always incredibly resistant to it. The lines hey, on whether whoa, or not whoa, we support reparations are I'm crazy, not crazy, resistant crazy, to different. any of that. Hold on, let me see. Uh it would probably cost more than uh, than just logistically that the original monetary sum of the 40 acres and a mule. I mean, I've seen so many organizations try to figure numbers and they are frustrated with roadblocks. It's an impossible number to satisfy because every different person is going to have a different number. And just because who, who, who allows some professor at Harvard to decide how much I think I should be paid because of what my ancestors went through. And every ancestor went through something different. 
What if you what if your ancestors suffer drastically more than somebody else's ancestors? What if you're the descendant of a person who was a house negro who happened to not have it as hard as the slaves that were in the, the field? One could say slave is a slave. I can see somebody making that argument, but at the same time, reparations is much easier to do when you know exactly who was affected, how long they were affected, and you can kind of sum up exactly how you impacted their life and try to make uh uh try to make up for the difference. It's easier to do it that way. Okay. If you want to talk about like we should do reparation for redlining, like we can look at the dog and shit. Yeah, that sounds fine. I'm okay with that. We literally have like civil court. All right. Keep up. Uh, personally, I thought it would help ease race relations. I would say maybe, but I feel like it would be good start. Now we need <laughs> exactly what well, this guy is arguing in favor of lines up with the com conversations I've had on this side of the fence. Are you for uh, David? Are you for um, reparations? My ancestors were slaughtered. I never get reparations, but I took what they taught. I, I took what they taught my family. Uh huh. You see, uh, I mean, do Jay-Z get reparations? Do some of the richest black people in America get reparations as well? I mean, what could I ask? Poor processes for doing this, or like federal processes for doing this. I think there was like, wasn't there a big case a while ago in for, it was either for women or for minorities against Wells Fargo? Am I making that up? Where I think Wells no. Fargo had to pay a fuck ton of money because they had engaged in like basically racially or sexually discriminatory like loaning practices or something. I thought this happened. Yeah. Okay, so... Destiny, I would have to disagree with Destiny on this one because he's talking about reparations paid out by the government. It's one thing for a company to discriminate against somebody and have to pay damages or get sued or whatever the case may be and have to pay for it. That's different than reparations. Reparations is something that the government issues out based on something wrong, like that a wrong that was, you know, handed out or dealt out by the majority in power or the government or something of that sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's 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 the reverse redlining. Thing. Yeah, but sure. Yeah, that's like, cool. Yeah, people, that. people can do yeah, shit no, like that. Yeah, that's that ain't saying. reparations. That's not reparations. And here's why: what the government does is they go to these companies and then they get these idiots to settle for nothing. David, I would love to see exactly like if do you have a number or is it a specific thing that you think black people should get reparations for? How would you implement reparations? I would really be curious to like, or are you just saying like in general you're for reparations, but when it comes to the nitty gritty and trying to iron out the details, that's something that would have to be done. But you still think overall that reparations is a good thing. Nonsense. And then th these payments don't directly go to the individuals who were harmed. And then in, and then the payments that they're giving because they're class action lawsuits aren't enough to actually offset the, the amount of wealth that you lost from the, from the lost opportunity of actually getting a loan from like your literal life okay, savings sure. Wait, that a lot of people even... spend in order to foreclose. Okay, it sounds like you're just coming here to give an argument about a particular type of reparation. I don't know if we disagree. No, that's not, that's not all. Okay, good. So then just to make sure that we're crystal clear here then. So then you do 100% agree. Reparations are absolutely amazing. They should be given to black people for not just things that the country owned, as you stated on the panel yesterday. It shouldn't just be for things that, that the country said that they would owe people. Anytime the country itself does some sort of like crazy injustice, the country should be responsible for offsetting that injustice by things. And sometimes those things can be reparations. All right. So this is how I feel, right? And I, I know people are going to disagree with me, right? Life is not fair. Not only is life not fair, life can be brutally painful and unfair. And the moment we start saying that this government or this country has a responsibility or owe somebody, what you're in fact saying is 
that you believe that there is some cosmic justice that determines what's fair and what's not fair, but it's subjective. It's all based on what that individual believes they are owed or how much they feel like they've been affected. Some people, as we know, black come from similar circumstances and don't care anything about the racial issue. There are black people in the projects right now who don't care about racism, don't care about white people. And there are black people there who feel the exact opposite. Now, which one of them are right? Which one of them gets to decide what's fair? I don't think anyone gets to decide what's fair. Sometimes you're dealt a bad hand. The question is, what do you do with that bad hand? I don't think any government owes any people anything. I think people do stupid things, racist things, horrible things in history, and people pay the price for it. But life goes on. I was listening to documentaries and history about Europe and things of that sort on how all of these different tribes, the Anglo-Saxons, the Germans, the, 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 the English, all of these different, the Spanish, all of these people were killing each other. And I'm pretty sure there were victims left after these fights and these wars. Some winners, some losers. But that's the nature of reality. If, if reparations was something that was cosmically old and we knew exactly that it was the right thing to do, so many people throughout history deserve reparations and it, we would never, ever really be able to get to the bottom of it because you just don't know. And I can promise you that there are African nations given the right power and given the means to do so would have committed horrible acts against white people if they had the means of doing it, if they could. I believe that with all of my heart, because even in Africa, there were nations killing other nations, showing some of the same behaviors that we saw in Europe. It just so happened that the Europeans had the means of taking that same brutality much further. Um, Sure. Okay, good. So then yeah, I'm glad we finally converted one of these liberal, and maybe you can convince your audience to get on board with it too, because if you have all this white liberal audience. Okay. The other thing that you said, previous conversation, you said that the war on drugs wasn't particularly racist. Do you remember that conversation? Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. You stand by that? That's a good question. Black people pay taxes. So if black people pay taxes, then if they give money to black people, wouldn't that, i.e. really be that black people are also paying reparations to themselves? That's <laughs> how much is enough. So should bank loans and debt be passed onto kids now? If debt owed is, which is what reparations is basically in a sense. Yes. If the government stacks the deck before dealing, what can be done to unrig the game? That's a good question. Um, the, if the game is rigged, especially by governments and we've seen governments throughout history exhibit behaviors where they oppress one people over another people. We see in India where they have the caste system and things of that sort. There are so many different ways that people can oppress different types of people. It can be of the same race and they'll find a way to oppress it. How do you unrig the game? The question should be, we as a society have to decide what is right and what is wrong. And once we make the determination that something is unfair, you have to fight for it. Now, look, even though I'm opposed to, to reparations, we live in a democracy. And if the democracy happened to vote for it and majority of the people decided that reparations was the thing to do, I lose that battle. And you just have to roll with the punches. But it's a hard thing to say unrig it because usually 
The people in power get to decide that. And that's just the way it's always been. Yes, there were in our African slave traders. I don't know how many. There is still slavery going on today in parts of the world, not just in Africa, but other parts of the world as well. And the slavery happening right now. Some of the same people who are who spend most of their time arguing about slavery that happened to Americans and stuff like that probably don't even know that slavery is happening in other countries. And if you brought it up to them, they probably wouldn't care. And I'll make the argument right here, right now. There are people in America, for the most part, who benefit from child labor, who benefit from the, the advantage of other gov governments taking advantage of their people for slave wage and labor. And we benefit from it all the time. And there are very few people who care enough to make decisions to make it stop. In a way, we are all oppressors, especially in America and in the Western world. But yet, would you be able to function in the world if they took all that away? I don't know. But maybe 100 years from now, they'll be looking back judging us on how we allow child slavery or child oppression to happen in other countries just so we can have, you know, guacamole. I believe there are plenty of America that would do it today. I, I believe so, too. You know, uh, so our kids should take on our debts when we die. If credits from reparations are passed on. The question that I have, and this is one that people have wrestled with for a long time. And I think that for the most part, we've come to a conclusion. Should the sins of the father or the mother be passed on to the child? And I think for the most part, I think most people would agree that it shouldn't. And then the question then becomes is, is it the generous thing to do? Is it the right thing to do? Because you see a group of people suffering and struggling because of something that didn't, they didn't necessarily call them themselves that happened to them in the past. Would it be kind and would it be the right thing to do to uplift them? I think it would be. But the question should also be is how to best do that? Not based on how we feel, but what's a real plan on helping people? You know what I mean? Animal cruelty. Yeah. Yeah. Factory farming. There are so many different things that people can consider inhumane that we benefit from every single day. I try, I try my best not to be so judgmental of the people in the past because if I can judge them, then I can judge us. And not only can I judge us, but you realize that if you look at where we started in humanity versus where we are now, I am shocked that we made it this far. I mean, people used to go into other towns and other cities and ramsack it and kill all the, the men and take the women for themselves and do all of this stuff. And I am shocked that we have even gotten this far as a civilization. I, I don't think most people realize how far we've come and there's still much further to go. But I try not to judge the people in the past so harshly because in reality, I mean, who knows what you would have done in certain circumstances and situations and environments. You just don't know who you would have been. That? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay. Why do you believe that? Or, or what's I think the impetus for, for the war on drugs was, from everything I understand, was that in black communities, drugs were destroying their neighborhoods and their communities, and they wanted tough action against it to see if they could get rid of it. Okay. I agree, David. So the war agree, on drugs David. was started by Nixon, right? Nixon, like that's that's when it was like it launched. Okay. John Earl Rigman, who was like the head of that department, literally said, "Quote: You want to know what the war on drugs was really about? 
the Nixon campaign in nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah, I don't care. I super don't care about any of this. I know that you. you, can, you can, I think. <laughs> no, I got it. I, 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 okay, I got you. You don't care. Let me just go ahead and make sure we state this, so then you can okay. just go ahead Let and be objectively wrong. Real quick. I know what Destiny is going through right now, right? Like, <laughs> all right. There are people in our society who are so obsessed with race. It's become unhealthy. I don't know how many times y'all come across people who are so obsessed with the wrongs done in the past that that's all they think about. That's It consumes them. Everything is about the white man this or this group of people or that group of people. And it's like, yes, there are injustices. There are people out there who despise you for your color or whatever. But at what point do you stop allowing this to define you as a person? Yeah, I'm black, but that's not the most important thing about me. That's like a very minuscule thing about me. I can't control how other people see me and how other people treat me. But I also can control how I see myself and what I allow to consume me. And what Destiny is probably at this point, what he's saying and what he's thinking is, I keep going through this over and over. There are some people who are going to use the same arguments over and over and over and over and over again. But that never really gets us anywhere. Well, you read the quote about how it's to punish the negro or whatever the fuck. Hold on. I'll just wait. <laughs> Go ahead and get your Red Bull. Do you think these organizations are using emotions over logic to gain reparations? Th these organizations are doing whatever it takes to make money. That, um, that, that, that's, that's all it is. Uh, race is good business. Uh, a lot of these uh, people who fight okay. for, for racial justice are making a lot of money and they're going to continuously make money because as long as you keep people angry and upset about race, it'll never go anywhere. And people will line up to line your pockets because it's one of those problems that we're nowhere near solving because as long as you can get people angry and upset about it, people are going to throw money in your pockets. We see this with people like Al Sharpton and things of that sort. They're hustling the black community. And in a way, and I'll, I'll be honest, in a way, I feel like even the people who agree with me are somehow taking advantage of the, the race issue. There are black conservatives who come off as black conservatives. It's an emphasis on them being black and being conservative. And this was a mistake I made early on that I had to correct for myself. You cannot say that the other side needs to stop focusing on race when you are literally branding yourself by being the person of that race who disagrees with them. I just think that the race hustling is going on all over the place. And I just don't necessarily agree with it. I don't take any sides when it comes to this. Right is right, wrong is wrong. Uh, do we then have people of German descent pay people of Jewish descent? And when does it end? What if, what if 20 years from now they decide that's not enough? We thought it was enough, but it wasn't enough. You can go down the line. Uh, what about when the Persians were trying to conquer the Greeks? I mean, what about that? That was a people of color trying to conquer white people. Like I said, colonialism, conquering, murder, this is not something that's unique just to white people. And we have to get it out of our heads that white people were the ones who invented it and the only ones who ever done it. And I'm not saying that's what the opposition is saying, but a lot of times it effectively seems as if white people are the weights are the only people to blame for way, for the way the world turned out. And I just don't think that's true. Okay. You know that abortion, doesn't Margaret Thatcher say like abortion is to get rid of black babies or whatever? Does that mean we should get rid of abortion in black communities? 
Okay. Um, let me go ahead and make sure I finish this quote. And then we'll go oh, ahead my and God. Did he actually not read the quote? Things. He's actually. No, because no, I want you to make sure that you're understanding and contending with it. If MLK was here right now, he'd beat the shit out of you for being a bad faith interlocutor, okay? I just want you to know <laughs> that. Okay. Sure. We're going to get into locutions later on because that's actually really pivotal to this discussion about the N-word. Anyway, he says, you want to know what this war on drugs is really about? The Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, anti-war left and black people. You understand what I'm saying? We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black, but by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and black with heroin and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings and vilify them night after night on the evening news. So while you can say, hmm, there were broader societal ideas that might have been shaped by the media or whatever, like people were communicating to them. This is something I never understood. If you know people out to get you and you know they use a certain means of getting you, wouldn't you switch it up? Wouldn't you decide to like try something different? Like they say marijuana isn't addictive. I, I think that some people do get like dependent on marijuana, but that's neither here nor there. What what I'm saying is if you know that the government is coming after you and they're using certain means of taking advantage of uh and locking you up, wouldn't you decide to like switch up your behavior and decide to do something different? Now, of course, if you strung out on drugs and you're addicted to drugs, that's not something you can do. But for the people who were the drug dealers and the people who was like selling drugs to their own communities and things of that sort, the ones who were getting locked up for it, wouldn't you just decide, you know what, this ain't working out. Maybe I should try something different. So it all means it's a two-pronged approach. Just because somebody's after you don't mean you have to give them ammunition against you. That's something that I never really understood about many of these subjects that we discuss it's like they're using weed or marijuana to go after black people that's the easiest thing to stop doing that's just most people stop selling marijuana and stop using marijuana then what the excuse is gonna be they're gonna have to find another excuse but know your enemy right to get people to be against these war against these drugs and things like that because of some of the damages they were having in the black community you can say that but the war on drugs is a legal policy and the legal policy was created by men and the intention of those men was to be specifically anti-black so yes maybe broader society isn't using it in that way but you're not we're not talking about like what how broader society feels about it we're talking about the design and intention of the policy okay so this is one of the problems that I have with this argument. People say this about the police. You know, you know, the police was created so that they can hunt down escaped slaves, right? Something having an origin in something doesn't necessarily follow that. That is exactly what the intentions are in current day, right? I am strongly against the war on drugs. I think the war on drugs have been a disaster. I don't think it's been effective as it should have been. And I think it locked up a lot of people who probably didn't need to be locked up. And I think we should end the war on drugs because a lot of people who are addicts are sitting in jail right now instead of actually getting real help. But with that being said, just because the people who started something for a racist reason doesn't mean that the people who supported it or the people who are currently implementing it are doing it for racial reasons. Good. So the war on drugs is absolutely black. So you're wrong about that. It, it okay. might have started that way, but that's not what carried it on. It, it wasn't carried on by anti-black sentiments. And it's strange to think that something so racist and horrible could have at points in time been supported by black people. Right. So clearly the conversation is a bit more complicated than saying, well, when this particular policy started, the guys were racist. That's probably true of a whole bunch of fucking policies. 100 percent. Sure. 
Okay. But like that doesn't make sure. the policy itself racist. The reality was uh, was that crack cocaine and drug violence and gang violence were fucking obliterating black communities in the 80s and sure. the, especially in the early 90s. And well-meaning, upstanding Christian family black men <laughs> at that point would have literally signed on to fucking anything. Cops all over their neighborhood, whatever the fuck, federal agents, whatever, to, to not have their families and their neighbors destroyed by drugs. That's why it's insane to me that you would talk about the war on drugs and then talk about something that was happening in the. You know what I would have done? You know what I would have done? If I wanted to stop the war on drugs and I wanted to like clean up the black communities and things, this is just me personally, right? I would have empowered the black men in that community who wanted to put it to a stop. And I would have armed them, I would have trained them, and I would have allowed them to go in those communities and clean out the infestation. I would have let them go in there and literally remove the problem. See, you sh in certain communities, they take care of themselves, right? And black people have become so reliant on white people or people outside of their communities coming in to take care of it themselves. No, just empower the people within those communities to take care of the problem. They know those communities better than anybody. They are justified in the behaviors that they're taking. And I guarantee you the people would have gotten behind them and we would have got rid of that problem. I'm pretty sure a lot of black men would have stepped up to do that. 80s and the 90s when the world on drugs was launched so much before then. Right? Bro, the, like, we, we've yes, had wars on drugs. When it, was it the 20s when we did prohibition of alcohol? The country's always been like pro sure. and anti-drug, right? I'm pretty sure in the early, early, early 1900s, we're making laws against like cocaine and shit, right? Yeah, but we reversed that prohibition long. Now I see. I didn't. I didn't see it. Uh, there, there's a video about it on Tanya. Like, send that my way. I want to check that out. I, I, at this point, I will believe it. Before then, right? And then yeah, sure. Point, but I'm saying that we've been oh, in, a, in a state of like legislating for and against like drugs throughout all of the fucking history of the United States. Right. We have. So we've lost on a few of these things the thing that we have not waffled on specifically is the war on drugs since it was instituted by nixon and the intention of that institution was specifically racist nixon wasn't the first person to start legislating drugs maybe to call the war on drugs fine and also sure. if you want to say that, that if you want to say that the war on drugs should be policy to call the war on drugs it's not just sure. about whether it, other people had issues or things with drugs it's about the specific policy the specific intention when we're talking about the war on drugs to start roping in things like prohibition are ridiculous that's not the okay. conversation we're okay. talking about the if war you want to which is a known policy. The war on drugs is not a policy, okay? It's an idea to, to have a bunch of policies collect under it. So if you want to say that there are okay. people that started this concept of the war on drugs who are racist, yeah, that's probably true. If you want to say that we should get rid of the war on drugs, that's definitely true. But if you want to say that all of our drug policies today, because they stem from that thing that somebody in Nixon's administration said are all racist, that's just is simplistic and not true. But I haven't said that. What, what, what I'm saying. Okay, so you're I'm just saying, saying that when the war on drugs was started, there were people in Nixon's campaign that had like racial overtures or undertures like us. I'm yeah. saying, no, 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 I'm just making sure it's crystal clear. The war on drugs, the intention of that entire collective of policies was specifically racist intended by the administration that instituted it. That's what I'm saying. It seems, you know, it's funny how a lot of these uh, woke black guys or women, they um, they they like to go back. They like to go really far back to like justify something, right? And I, I have no problem with that. You need to look through history, right? I just figured out that it's amazing how they always stop right before you get to Africa, right before you get to the part where Africans were trading other Africans and helping capture Africans and helping the Arab slave trade. They always like stop before you get there. They they never bring that up. They they never want to focus on that. 
Because the moment you start to see that for what it is, you start to realize that so many more people are like culpable for like what happened in the whole slave trade. Even to the point where some African slave, some African nations were fighting to keep slavery going, even after the British outlawed it. Seems like earlier in conversation when we asked you that you were like, no, it doesn't seem like it just seemed like people are really. Okay. It, it can be honestly, the, this conversation is so unimaginably inconsequential. Whatever will give you the biggest dopamine hit, you can say it is the case. But the answer to this conversation has no bearing on any part of any policy for anything in the entire United States. And if you consider it, you are damaging your ability to understand any part of the conversation either. Oh, okay. So if and it makes you feel better, if it makes you feel better to say like, it was racist, that's fine. It's not racist today. That's not the main reason why people are anti-drug today. But if it makes you feel really good to know that there were bad evil men in Nixon's campaign that really didn't like black people, then you know what, my dude, then you carry that forward. Okay. Be I feel like destiny right now is like not in the mood of like getting into like a heated exchange with this guy about the facts of the case. I feel like once you've heard so many arguments at some point, you just start to, you know, decide, you know what, just some arguments I'm not going to engage with because it ultimately leads nowhere and even if the person is right, it, it has no real effects or impact on what's going on today and how to fix the problem. Like, was Beat that it proudly, racism okay? So Smack it's, it's your that chest, thing. okay? And be like, yeah, yeah they okay, were so racist. I'm here to support again, you. They were racist. Here's that thing that you're doing once again where you dismiss the actual ra racial... I'm not dismissing it. I'm telling you. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're literally mm -hmm. saying to me... Okay, I'll check it out, Tanya, as soon as I'm done with this. I'll check it out. <laughs> Right now, that no people that, that has it. nothing to do with the policy today. Yes, there was racism that was behind some of the policies back then, and yes, there's some of those same racist attitudes are what are continuing to support the no. war on no, drugs. No, that's not true. That is, so that this is, is why you people. So you're not going to sit here and convince me. I got you. Yeah, you went longer than I did. You're not going to sit here and convince me that there are no people within our Congress and within our positions of power that still hold these racial sentiments that are are, are okay with um continuing the war on drugs as it is anti-black and disproportionate impacting black people you're not going to convince me of that is okay. that what you're trying to say okay i think a lot of these people assume that there are like most white people or majority of white people have enough free time to even be thinking like this or trying to like keep this anti-black stuff going i think most people especially white people for the majority of white people out of all white people in the country, I think most white people just trying to survive like everybody else, trying to make ends meet, working from paycheck to paycheck, trying to take care of their kids. At this point, it becomes very conspiratorial. Like, yeah, the hi history was jacked up. Yeah, we agree. But history was jacked up for a long time, even before our history started here. History was jacked up. Right? We all acknowledge this. And some people like to make you think that you're ignoring it, but you're not ignoring it. You're just trying to like be more forward thinking. But it's become on the edge of conspiratorial where they believe that white people as a whole are out to get them or out to keep them down. And I just don't think most people have enough time to engage on that level. And it's sad to see so many black people adopt this mentality and it, and it just takes over their lives and it affects every every 
thing they see, they see it through that lens. This video is brought to you by Hobby Lobby Apparel. Yeah, I said it, Hobby Lobby Apparel. If you're looking to make a statement politically, or you're just looking to show your support for local independent American artists, and of course, looking to support the show at the same time, well, go over to HobbyLobbyApparel.com right now and start shopping. You can click the link in the description below or go to the link down at the bottom of the screen. Every time you shop, you support the show, but you also get to look fly at the same time. Whether you got pets, whether you got children, or you're looking for something yourself, Hobby Lobby Apparel has something for everybody. Now, let's get into the video. Are you ready for this one? Are you ready? I'm going to ask you a simple question. If we got rid of all racist thought in the, in the United States today, do you think we would immediately get rid of the war on drugs? No, but I believe exactly. That's the whole. No, 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 no. You're gonna let me ask you a question. Are you No, no, don't don't ask me a question and then hold me down to a thing. See, I'm doing the good faith thing of actually responding to your question, and now you want to talk over me because you want to get me out. What you got? No, I don't think that that would happen. But what I do think would happen is that the disproportionate effect of it being targeted and aimed specifically at black people would disappear. Then we would start seeing, considering the fact that whites and Hispanics use crack cocaine as often as black people, that, that black people would stop making 70% of all convictions. When we look at the marijuana, when we look at the okay, marijuana again, we don't, convictions- Can you not do the thing we just have to rattle off stats? It doesn't make your argument it's not better. It's just, you're just, listen. It does, it does, it actually substantiates the reality the is- Clearly, it, hold on, let me finish, and then you'll oh go, it wasn't even that long. The, the, it, we would actually discover that all of these policies where we see disproportionate sentencing, arrests, and charges for black men would start d d diminishing considering- So Destiny has decided that He's just gonna play the piano. <laughs> While the guy was talking, he's like, I'm just gonna play the piano, right? He's like, I heard it all before. <laughs> that blacks and whites use use these drugs at the same rate. The reality is, is that black people live in the types of communities and engage in the types of lifestyles that are always going to put them in the eyes of cops more than white people. White people tend to be older. They tend to be wealthier. They tend to live in areas that aren't being as policed as heavily. So even if we got rid of all the racial discrimination in the whole country, black people are probably still going to get caught more with drugs just because of how we're sorted socioeconomically right now. Does that make sense? Sure. I, I think, yes. I, so I, if I we acknowledge. So if, if that's the case, right, even if like the war on drugs is not the situation, right? You got to deal with the fact that the murder rate amongst black community is much higher, right? And just for the fact that violent crimes are, are happening more in certain areas where the police are going to put themselves in order to try to prevent the violent crimes from happening, it's a higher chance that they're going to run into people with drugs. And that's a charge, right? And when you make the, the statement that, okay, the, the, the war on drugs is racist, you got to determine how much of it is due to being racist versus how much of it is due to the, the violent crime that are bringing cops to that area in the first place, which happens to increase the amount of, of people who are caught with drugs. How much? 60%? 40%? They never tell the difference between these two, like... And, and tell you how much is due to how much. That one, oh getting rid of all the racism. So now you're going to ramble on, okay? I'm gonna I knew you ramble. So much harder than me, okay? Dude. I'm trying to catch up, okay? I'm like 10 miles behind you, okay? All right. I'm about to sprint. Here I go, okay? Even if we get rid of all of the racist thought in the entire country, you acknowledge, wouldn't have an impact on the war on drugs because the war on drugs is not about racism. It's about a lot of people that just don't like drugs for a wide variety of reasons. Number one. Number two, 
even if we did get rid of the war on drugs by some miracle, there would still be black people getting caught disproportionately or got rid of things that aimed at racially. There'd still be black people getting caught disproportionately just because of the types of neighborhoods they're in, right? If I live in, in fucking West Hollywood, I'm never in my life getting caught for doing fucking drugs. Why the fuck would I? There's not cops driving through here, like, you know, raiding houses looking for some shit. But if I live in some fucked up project or whatever, where people are shooting and kill each other, where there's crazy shit going on, I'm more likely to just stumble into a cop that catches me with drugs or it comes into my house or comes into my apartment or project or whatever the fuck. That's just the, the virtue of how we're sorted right now. Like, that's just, it is what it is. Okay, so you opened it up with something that was so asinine and ridiculous. Even if we got rid of racism, it wouldn't impact the war on drugs. What I specifically said is it would impact if you would stop playing your freaking piano in order to be disrespectful so you don't have to actually engage with the arguments that I'm giving you and trying to interrupt me every second. You would understand what I said was that if we were to get rid of the racism, it would absolutely dramatically impact the war on drugs because there is there are racial implications. I'm sorry, though, but I'm not finna keep talking with somebody playing the piano. Like, I am not finna continuously have a conversation with somebody who is playing the piano. I, I just don't, I guess I just operate differently. Like some people need to say whatever it is they need to say so bad that they're willing to just talk over the piano playing. Not, I, I don't know. I don't know who this guy is. He, I don't know if he's a content creator or not, but I just can never see myself doing that. And Look, I understand that Destiny is like, this is a waste of time. But on the other side, I can, I just don't know how I do this dealing with that. Of, ...of the war on drugs, specifically at overcharging black men for the exact same crime. When it comes to crack cocaine usage, maybe you missed this while you were hitting your terrible piano note. At, um, um, black people and white people and Hispanic people use uh, crack cocaine at the same rates. Yet some sort of way, black people make up seventy percent of the of the uh, of the charges and sentencing for crack cocaine. Same thing with marijuana. That these things would actually start. This man's still talking. Like yo, bro. Either I would have been like, hey. First of all, I don't think I'm gonna be put in that situation anyway. Like the moment you start disrespecting me or whatever the case may be, I'm just probably gonna be like, you know what? We agree to disagree. Go on about your day. I'm gonna go on about my way as a man. Like, but Destiny's trying to make a point, and it's very disrespectful. Very disrespectful. The fact that this guy's continuously talking. I never wanted to say anything in my life that much. Start disappearing. So then we would start seeing more equitable outcomes for these actual things. Would there still probably be a, a slightly more um, arrests of black people? Yes, because obviously black people have more encountered with police. But the, the higher encountering with the police is pre predominantly because of drug-related stuff. That's the problem. So yes, it would absolutely impact it. What the frick are you talking about? What the frick are you talking about, man? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> oh Lord, you can't, you can't make this up. <laughs> yo, yo, I've been disrespecting in my life and it never turned out pretty for the other guy, but this right here, that's another level right now. Absolutely impacted. Freak are you talking about? What the freak are you talking about, man? I think we should get rid of all of the systemic injustices. Okay. But. Okay. I love it. Reductive, but sure. I, I guess we can agree on that point. Okay. Do you think? Did you okay. think I would disagree on that? Do you think I'm well, here to defend? No. Am I the racism defender who's logged in to? No, you're just the racism perpetuated per perpetuated with your white yeah, liberalism. Because my white racism. moderacy. Okay. Let me tell you about it's something that you've probably ever you probably never heard of this. Okay. Have you ever heard of a little letter written from Birmingham, a jail cell that MLK was in? Let me tell you about that white moderate. Okay. That's a lifestyle for me. I love it. I love. I, love it. I look at black people that are struggling, and all I think about is listen. 
all I can imagine doing, I jerk off to putting a timetable on, on your freedom. <laughs> That's what I think about. Like, you want to be happy now, but I want to wait 10 days because as a white moderate, that's just what makes me happy. Okay. We need a, um, All right, so this right now is like mocking or taunting him because people of this, the, the, the black guy's mindset is if you don't take things as seriously as I take it, or if you don't agree with me on the things that I'm saying, then you are somehow disingenuous. You're somehow part of the problem. And that's just not true. Sometimes you can be wrong and I shouldn't entertain some of these ideas because they're stupid and it's a waste of time, but it can't be that. It must be, you're not taking me seriously because you're perpetuating racism and things of that sort. Yeah. But it destiny is just very disrespectful. You can be, you can do, do the silly memes all day, but it's like, here's the deal. You do have a particularly large platform. And the thing is most people, most people, myself used to be one of them really look forward to look up to you as one of the people who can actually express these ideas in succinct ways and actually combat like some of the racist ideas. But when you start perpetuating them yourself, right? Hold on. I hear this a lot when people come on people with bigger platforms than them and they and they try to take the time and say you have a big platform so I, I need you to agree with me because if you don't agree with me you're somehow being part of the problem and you need to use your influence to 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 pivot out my talking points but in reality it's like if you disagree with me and you care so much go make your own youtube channel go ahead and build your own following and you can say these things yourself but to try to make me your mouthpiece because of my platform, no, that's not going to work. And they, a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to convince Destiny or other people with platforms that they should say what they want them to say, even though the person with the platform don't agree with them. Makes no sense. Sorry. Or, no, sorry. Go, go ahead. Finish. No, finish. Go, go ahead. That's fine. Okay. Go ahead. I, there are things that I would like to fix in this country, and there are ideas that I want to bring people over on. Okay. I can talk about getting rid of the war on drugs through a lens that everybody can agree with. I can talk about getting rid of things related to sentencing in prisons that I can get everybody on board with, right? If you're a conservative and you think that black people's culture is fucked up, well, wouldn't the best way to fix that be to get more fathers in the household? And wouldn't the best way to do that be to get rid of every motherfucker in jail who's there on a fucking weed charge? Do you think it's more important to have a black father in jail serving some one or two or three year sentence for a third strike on weed? Or do you think it's better to have him in the household working a job, right? These are arguments that I can have with any person, okay? But when I have to have those arguments with people like you behind me screaming, well, Nixon said the war on drugs was fucking racist. And in front of me, I've got some conservatives so like, I just don't want my kid buying weed in high school. You hurt me. Okay. And you make my job harder. Yeah. I don't need. I don't like this whole idea that all oh, conservatives or the conservatives, the conservatives. It's like, yo, most parents, I don't care if you're conservative or liberal, want their children buying drugs off the streets. Most people, parents, it doesn't matter if you're liberal or conservative, libertarian. Most people don't want their children buying drugs off the streets or becoming addicted to drugs. That's just most people. And sometimes the best way to prevent that from happening is removing the drug dealers from your community. That's just that's just the way it is. Now, people who are adults who decide to smoke marijuana and things of that sort, do I think they should be locked up? No. I do think that, you know, locking somebody up for a $5 bag of weed yeah, is a waste of the police time, a waste of that person's time. It's going to get that person a record, probably lose their job. And then they're probably going to struggle a little bit and probably can't provide for and take care of their family. I just think that's kind of productive. But 
It's not just a conservative who doesn't want their kids buying drugs and using drugs and becoming addicted to drugs. Just like Tanya said, there's a big opioid problem in the white community as well. Like there are people of all different walks of life who don't want to see their future generations becoming drug addicts. You to come and tell me or lecture me on what some State Department representative or some cabinet member of fucking Nixon's campaign said about drugs when that's not the reason why today people don't like drugs. It's not about racism, maybe a little bit. Maybe people have some associations with it. But the reason why people don't like drugs is because a lot of old people just don't like drugs. They're scary. They think that when you smoke weed, it's like PCP or bath salts, and they don't want their kids doing drugs. So those are the issues that I'll speak to. I try to do what I can to get these things gone or to get people to agree that these things should be gone, but I do it in my way. If you you want to lecture people about racism and and how everything is racism and how everything is racist and white supremacist and call, then you can do that and if that's your goal and if that's the way that you talk to people that's great do it do it and you do your thing but that doesn't work when i talk to people that are already fully bought into my idea no destiny you have to say what he wants you to say you have a platform you have to use it in the way that the social justice warriors want you to use it because if you don't you my guy are perpetuating racism Theology. Sure. And the thing is, okay, first off, you're saying that you want to talk about ways in a, th in a way to talk about things in a way that gets everyone on board with it. But the problem is, if your method of doing that is to dismiss all of the racial overtones and, un and undertones and the racial uh, reasonings for these things happening in the first place, then you're furthering the harm. The first step to actually fixing and redressing some of the issues that the government has done is to actually identify what the actual problem is. And when we try to dismiss these things and start saying things like, well, yeah, no, 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 it's really not that. It's more of a class issue. There's a class for, and we're ignoring all. All of the racial re reasons why do a person need to understand that why they get hungry in order to understand that they're hungry do you need to know what's happening in your body for you to be able to feed yourself to stop the hunger this lie that they tell you that the only way for us to fix the problems today is to understand the racism of the past i, I don't know because I mean, I'm only speaking for myself personally. My personal story may not count in overall, but I'm just saying, I didn't need to understand none of that to get my life together. I didn't need to understand not one bit of it to get my life together. And for most people, it don't take a lot to get your life together. All it takes is for you to go to work, get you a job, pay your bills, find somebody of the opposite sex, or for some people, the same sex that y'all get along with. You get married. It, you do the right thing. It's not complicated. Graduate high school. Do you need to understand the implications of slavery and Jim Crow and all of these things in order to finally say as a black person, you know what? Now I can get my life together. I don't, I don't see that happening. These things exist, then we're not actually fixing the problem. Sure, you might want to get people on board, but if you only get people on board as in as much as it applies to them, then they're not ever going to do the things that will absolutely directly um, address the impacts. Right? Reparations needs to be targeted. You can you, the the whole concept of a rising tide raising all ships. It hasn't worked in this country ever. That's why the black uh, black white wealth um, gap is. In Did this man say that it has not worked ever? Did he just say what I think he said? Is he saying that black people are in the same position now as they were 100, 200, 300 years ago? Is he saying that, because last time I checked, I got AC, I got a car, I got lights, I got all of these things, running water. I mean, there are, black women are killing the game when they talk about going to college. I mean, 
that progress has been made for everybody. Just because some people are doing better off than other people doesn't mean that the rising ship doesn't bring everybody up with it. Like, I mean, am I misinterpreting what he's saying? Because it sounds like he's saying that black people haven't made any progress. Increasing dramatically. They're saying black wealth should be decreased to zero by, well, within like 30 years or something stupid like that. So, yeah, you can keep saying, I'm trying to make sure that things are appealing. But if you're doing so by literally denying the actual racism, then you're part of the problem. Oh, That's right exactly here. what's happening here. I don't think racism is a problem in this country in 2022. I just don't. I don't Yo, bro, look. I be wanting to find things that I disagree with Destiny on, and I disagree with him on a lot of things. And trust me, abortion, um, probably taxes. I mean, he's a liberal. He's a liberal, so I'm pretty sure we disagree about a lot. Policing, systemic, systemic racism, whatever. But the man's right here. There's something I've been saying since I started my YouTube channel. Racism is not a problem in 2022 or 2021 or 2020. It's nowhere near the amount of problem that some people want it to be, need it to be, and constantly claim it is. For some people, they're not happy unless racism exists on a level that they want it to because they need a reason to explain why the black community is not where it is and where it should be. So that's what's really going on. This has nothing to do with racism in America. This has to do with this guy needing to justify the problems he see in his black community. And he refuses to look inside. It has to be something on the outside. I don't think it's a problem. Okay, I don't think it's exactly. keeping us from doing anything. We might disagree. I don't think it's keeping us from doing anything. Nowadays, like, fucking Republicans these days are okay with fucking gay people, generally, right? I don't think racism is the reason why we're having problems. I think we have problems for a lot of complicated complicated intersectional reasons. I don't think it's because of racism. So when I talk about fixing these problems, I'm not going to talk about racism. I don't give a fuck, okay? If you want to talk about racism, <laughs> that's your prerogative. If you think I'm doing harm, well, then fuck me. I guess that's that's on you as well. But, like, I'm going to focus on, on- The problems don't even directly impact you. The, the problems directly impact black people as it is today. And to say, like, yes, maybe they always claim that it's, it's in fact it's impacting black people. Right. But they always ignore the countless people who are literally not allowing it to impact them at all. Most black people probably go throughout their day without witnessing something racist or being a victim of racist. Are there black people who vic who are victimized by racism? I'm pretty sure there is. Are there racist white people in this country? I'm pretty sure there is. But. That's not the reality for most black people. It's just not. Maybe if you rewind the clock and go back 60, 70 years, but today? Like, and it's one of those things where you're dismissing the racism of the past and then not recognizing how that racism of the past is still directly impacting everyone today, right? If you have an entire I recognize that it can impact people today, but if people today aren't operating- But then if you understand that, why are you always dismissing the racism? Why are you always dismissing the, the previous racism and not actually po pointing out how these things are impacting people today? And, not the, the, and then that's why you wouldn't get behind the idea of reparations and things like that, which can actually offset the previous racism. That's the problem. Sometimes in life, people make mistakes. They make stupid decisions and they fuck parts of their life up. Okay. You might, when you're 18, decide to take one year off school. And in that year off school, you meet a wonderful girl, you get her pregnant and you never go back. And now you're 24 years old and you're wondering what you're supposed to do with your life. You've got a five-year-old child, you're with a girl, you're working, you can't go to school. Okay. The, the reason why you fucked your life up was a bad decision that you made 
five years ago. That is absolutely true. But if you yeah. fixate and over fixate and hyper fixate on that mistake for the rest of your life, you will always be stuck and you will never advance. At some point you have to say, okay, that mistake was made. I acknowledge it, but I need to figure out what can I do right now going forward to fix things. This man is making an argument I was making when I was 18, 19, 20 years old. Like, I mean, it's always been clear. It's always been clear to me. I've had people literally try to drag me down to try to put the weight of the world on my shoulders about all of this stuff in the past. Why? Like, oh, uh, you know, you got to be out here and you got to be fighting injustice and things like that. It's never been that complicated. It's never been that complicated. These people are harming themselves more by taking this route. We understand what happened in the past. Nobody's denying it. But if you allow your past to determine your future, when you have the chance right here, right now, to make decisions that can better you and your family and your friends and your community's lives, and you're not doing it, nobody is to blame but you. It's that simple. It is an undeniable okay. fact that even past slavery, even past Jim Crow, even past 64, civil rights and everything, even past our first black president, there are probably some racial issues that exist in this country today. But we cannot continue to fixate on the mistakes of the past and pretend that those mistakes are the reasons why today everything is continuing to be as bad as it is. We can acknowledge <laughs> that we came from a fucked up place. This is what you call wasting your time. I made a video a long time ago that was like, man, I'm done talking about this race stuff, right? Like, Destiny's wasting his time, right? Because, like, this dude is not going to get it. I can tell. I know the type when I see it. He's This dude is locked in. He is locked in. His worldview is defined by this. It may not even be his fault. Maybe he had a mom or a dad or somebody, a role model in his life that continuously pushed this on him. He is locked in. You can't. Some of these people, you just can't break out of their prison. It's a self-made prison. They cannot be happy because they feel like they're under assault everywhere they turn around. It's like the boy that cries wolf. There is no wolf at the front door. But as long as you continuously believe that the wolf is at your front door, you will never break out of the house to see life for what it could be. But we have to be able to analyze what's existing today that lets us move forward rather than fixating on a past that half the country doesn't even want to fully acknowledge. Like I said before, I can get people on board with so many programs that would be better for black people, better for Hispanics, better for the entire fucking country, better for poor people. But I can't do that if we want to obsessively talk about how horrible people were in Nixon's campaign. That's my perspective on things. It's not just specifically talking about how horrible people were, were in Nixon's campaign. That only pertains as it did to the drugs. Yes, Nixon did a bunch of other racist things and Reagan also did things and so did Bill Clinton. But the point of the matter is that specific thing is just when you don't acknowledge where something comes from or what the intention is, then you sometimes can't identify the harm, right? Like when you say that you wanna know what to do to fix it, that's why we need things like HR 40, where they actually have task force to actually determine what was the economic impact of the um of the the previous Jim Crow laws of the previous racism in this uh, systemic racism in this country, and so then, then we can say, wait, hold on. Then when we see, when we actually study these things, then we can see if they are still impacting us today. Sure, guess, guess, but here's here's the problem what, because what we're left uh, with today are the effects of those systems. And wait, right you now, said something else, really quick. You said also half the country doesn't want to acknowledge it, and I agree that half the country doesn't want to acknowledge it. That's because a lot of times we're ignorant about these things. But then when you, I don't even agree with that. 
You say half the country doesn't want to acknowledge it. I think that half the country is just tired of the excuses. Half the country is just, it's just like, yo, are we really doing this? Are we really doing this? Remember what I said earlier that like most people are just trying to make it day to day. Most people trying to pay their bills, take care of their families and things like that. People trying to survive. Most people, right? And it's like, yeah, half the country is just fed up. It's like, yo, no matter how much progress we make, people who aren't even being affected by something are trying to control everybody else based on an injustice they didn't even personally experience. Shut up and listen to me. You have to think like me. You have to do what I say. You have to implement these programs. You have to give me money. You have to do all of these things. Just because I feel that I'm being harmed by something that I can't even prove. People are just tired. I hate to say this, but I have to say it. Nobody cares. The only people who care are the people who are so busy trying to feel like they're the hero in their own story. They need a mountain to climb. They need to feel as if they're taking it to the man. They need to feel as if they are the Malcolm X or the Martin Luther King of their story. Those are the only people who spend majority of their time obsessing with this stuff. It never put a dollar in their pocket, never got them a job. And the people who do get dollars in their pocket and do get jobs, they're not fixing the problem because they're getting paid by the problem. If they were fixing the problem, they would be out of business by now. Who starts saying things like, I'm, I'm ready to abandon the phrase of C abandon, abandon CRT, it's been whatever. You're basically allowing people, anytime we actually come up with an idea that would actually be helpful, you allow people to hijack straw man and misrepresent the issue. And then at that point say, well, yeah, it doesn't have any value anymore because people just hear what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. And so then anytime we actually try to do things to rectify the issue, you're arming the opposition with the ability to straw man and just remove it. And that's what you're doing. There is a world where we remove all of the systemic injustices and where we get rid of all of the racism in the country and we fix that and we acknowledge it and we're happy with that and black people are still fucked. I don't care about <laughs> that world. That's not something I'm looking for. What I'm looking at is what are the problems that we have? Exactly, right? Like I say this all the time, right? Like, <laughs> I mean like money don't solve your problems. Like you can give, you, you see hip hop artists all the time get money and still act ignorant, right? Money doesn't solve your problems, right? This is not a money problem. And even if it was a money problem, us sitting here talking about all the stuff that happened in the past, if, if we acknowledge it, what, what are you doing? What are they going to give you a street? Black Lives Matter, put it on the street. What are they going to do? Sell you McDonald's? What, McDonald's panted you and said, we stand with the black community? It's not doing anything for anybody. Companies are getting paid off of this. They're pandering, getting paid. Politicians are pandering so they can get power and implement a bunch of socialist stuff that ain't got nothing to do with black lives. And then you realize that once they get elected and get in office, they're not trying to help the black community. They'll they'll help more other they'll help other communities before they help the black community. The LGBTQ community is more important and vital in America right now when it comes to the Democrats than black people are. That's just a fact. This is not me pitting one group against another group. This is not me doing any of that. It's just a fact. The LGBTQ plus is more important to the Democrats than black people are, especially once they get in office. Now, before they get in office, it's all about the black community. Put me in office and then it's silent.
we have today and what are the best ways to fix it? Some of that fixing requires an acknowledgement of the past, but an overfixation on it, I don't think is the answer. Sure. You keep saying that word overfixation. And I don't you think are. I'm overly fixating. What yeah, I think are. I'm doing is everything is about race. Everything. Look at the movies. Look at the TV. Look at look look. Listen to music. Everything is about race. It's always about race. Watch a documentary. Everything goes back to racism. It's always racism. It's an overfixation. There's a new movie about slaves. There's a new movie about black people being oppressed. There's a new movie about all black. There's a new movie about it. We have overdosed on racism. It's all we think about. It's all they want to sell us. I refuse to overdose on oppression. Because I'm actually just accurately recognizing that these harms actually happen while I'm constantly encountering from both the, 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 um, the overt opposition in the forms of Republicans and the covert opposition from the freaking liberals who want to do every symbolic gesture they can while literally refusing to actually acknowledge the issues. So, yes, we know what can actually fix these problems. You, Yes, there's a world where we can get rid of all the racism and it would suddenly fix a whole bunch of issues and we wouldn't be running into uh, I mean, and, and black people would still be screwed over. Why? Because an object in motion remains in motion unless opposed by an equal and opposite force. <clears throat> so if you set people up on this tra trajectory, you've literally completely um, dismantled the black family, then yeah, you can fix all the systemic racism. But if you already have people who are set up and advantaged and you let those people encounter the system, then the people who are disadvantaged are always going to be behind. In fact, the wealth gap will continue to, 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 to minimize and things like it already has. None of these policies that are supposed to be general that can help everybody, none of these problems have ever actually fixed it. They only perpetuate the wealth gap. What do you what do you want to say? We um, we fundamentally disagree. Okay. Another thing when they always talk about the wealth gap and things like that, that's what right. We've gotten to the point where like, if black people want to know where they stand in America, they have to compare themselves to white people, not to the Mexicans, not to the Asians, to white people, right? They have to judge who they are and what they are and where they are based on where white people are and who they are and what they are like. That has become a defining factor on how a lot of these people think. They don't judge themselves based on their own standards. How is my community doing? How can my community be better? It's like, oh, no, the white community is here, so I need to be there. And until I get there, there's a problem. It's like no two groups of people have ever been equal in all things anywhere in civilization. Go through any country throughout history. There's always been different groups and they all had advantages, disadvantages, different economic statuses, different resources. There's a variety of different things that impact on where a certain community or group of people are. What you have to see is like, where do we want to be as a people and as a community and how do we get there? But they can't. It always has to be in comparison to something else. Yeah, you're just wrong, though. That's the problem. It's like you're unwilling to acknowledge the fact. Okay. Oh, so my God. No, hold on. Shit, you're right. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just wrong. Okay, I got you. That's <laughs> what, what was I thinking? I'm waiting on Wyoming, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep your fingers crossed. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Fuck, I'm so, know, fuck, I'm so stupid. What, I'm just wrong. I know, I know. What the fuck? I'm glad you agree. I'm glad you agree. So then explain to me really quickly. So what do you think that what do you think the solution is to fix the economic disparities that continue to plague, plague the black community today? What do you think this? What do I think continues to plague the black community or what what are the problems we need no, to fix? What do you think the solution is? Solving pro um solving problems like poverty is really fucking hard. So I think the solution 
it's got to be like a fucking seven-pronged attack, okay? One, there needs to be investment in black schools. There are a couple of things that just are so good for students. Every student in the United States should have free lunch, full stop. Every uh, every uh, school in the United States should have AC. These are like two things that like study after study shows, wow, when kids are comfortable, they learn more. Wow, when kids have food, they, they do better. Those are two things. Those should be made in every community in the United States, especially black communities, if they're not. That's one thing. Second thing, kick out everybody from fucking jail that is on fucking drug charges. What a worthless fucking bullshit piece of shit waste of time, okay? <laughs> Pro- most of those guys are probably black men, right? Disproportionately. Get a- I got one. Read to your kids. Read to your kids. Studies have shown reading to your kids help tremendously. Read to your children, right? Couldn't say it enough. Also, you know, how about stable, happy families, healthy relationships? That's a, that's a, that's another thing. You know, we don't need deadbeat fathers. We don't need clubbing mothers. Like, we don't need drug dealers in our community. We should get rid of the drug dealers. I'm, I'm 100% for that. Gangs. We should be able to kick gangs out of the black community. Gangs are prevalent in a lot of black communities, and they're welcome, and people tolerate them, and people got this no snitching rule and all this other stuff. I'm 100% for that. Maybe, maybe we should probably tamp down on a lot of the hip-hop music that's coming out, the gangster hip-hop and the, the glorification of drugs and things of that sort. These are things that we don't even need the government to do. It's free. It doesn't cost you a penny. That's just me. Get them back out on the street. Get them back in the homes with their kids. That's the second thing. Third thing, economic opportunity, right? This is going to stem from the schooling thing a little bit, and it's going to stem from having a father in the household. But getting people like working jobs is probably a good thing. I think most black people, or at least most ones that I've met, would probably rather work a job than, you know, be on the fucking streets shooting people for a fucking coke. Just from what I've seen, right? <laughs> Maybe that's not true in your experience or whatever, but just from my limited anecdotal experience. Um, there are probably other types of investments you can make in communities as well, right? There are... I look, I, I tell you no lie, man. I'm just speaking from my personal experience. Don't take this as like true for all for everybody, but I got most of my homies from the hood would probably rather sell drugs than actually work a job. The guys I grew up with. And even if they had a job, they'd probably be selling something on the side. Just saying. Certain communities that are super run down, the streets are fucked up, blah, blah, blah. Like when you ask me like, how can we fix poverty? I can give you like five or 10 different like multifaceted solutions that would go towards fixing it. But the thing is when I have those conversations, I don't, and maybe this bothers you. I don't have to talk about racism for any of these. You don't even have to agree with me that fucking slavery was bad, right? You might just think black people are shitty people. We might agree. We can even agree on that. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck black people. But wouldn't, if we did all these things, wouldn't it just be better for all of us? I could get people on those arguments. That's how I would approach the problem. And I don't think I would ever have to invoke the word racism to get people on my side to agree with it. Sure. Maybe not. Well, I don't know. People still not going to agree with it because if you don't explain why we would be doing these things and no one's going to agree with it in order to say. You already explained why. The reason is it helps people. It helps get people up. Now, I would probably disagree with all of his uh, solutions or maybe I would have to like iron out the actual details of what he's trying to do. But overall, like I can name 10, 20 things that black people can just do on their own, which they should. On top of the other things that may help them with their schools and stuff like that, no kids should have to go to school and be hot or not be comfortable. Like, protect our children, protect our schools. That's for every school, for every community, right? But I think I'm going to leave it there. Like, this this whole video is an hour and 32 minutes, and if y'all want, I can link it into the description of the, of the video so that um, y'all can go check out the whole conversation because they start talking about a whole bunch of other stuff as well. But, like... 
I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but I just thought that I would touch on this because this is very reflective of some of the mindsets that we're dealing with, right? And the moment I got into politics, the moment I decided to address some of these things, I just could not see how some people see these things the way they do. And this takes indoctrination. This takes indoctrination. This takes a hero complex. Everybody has their thing, right? My thing, I might be really into politics. I might be really into talking theology and studying philosophy. Some people, to them, it's religion. It's not necessarily wrong, but we have to make sure that anything that we do, we do to a healthy level and we make sure that it's not dominating our lives. This is not something that I'm just saying to say. This is something I have to learn myself and had to learn many times over. Sometimes you can become so obsessed with something and so involved in something that you can't see outside of it. And you got to be careful not to allow your filters to only see one thing. You know, I should be able to watch a movie or enjoy time with my wife or somebody and not see everything through a political lens. This guy just happened to have a racial lens where everything he sees returns back to racism. And even if he's 100% right, how is it helping him? How is it furthering him as a person and helping him build a, a healthier life? No, it's not. Because one thing about history is you will never, ever be able to change it. You can make history, but you can't change it. That's the difference. So I think that was a good place to leave it. One in a million, a million, the one villain. Too hot to be in the kitchen. I'll end up melting the ceiling.